0: Here is my father, Dr. Stephen Olford, with today's message, The Bible for Moral Foundations. And it's a pleasure
1: to be with you again. Today we start a brief series of studies entitled, Back to the Bible. My reason for choosing this theme is twofold. In the first place, the battle for the Bible is on. There are forces within the religious life of our land to undermine the authority of the Scriptures. And it is time that some of us blew the whistle on those who make light of the Word of God. My concern is not that the Bible needs any defense. C.H. Spurgeon once said, you don't defend a lion. You simply let him out of the cage. But my second reason is even more obvious. Our country is in chaos and only God can stem the process of disintegration. But in order to do this, his word must be preached with new authority and anointing. Only the gospel can speak to the burning issues of our day. Let us turn to 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 through 17. Paul is addressing his son in the faith, and he says, Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, are the perilous times which are going to characterize the last days. He says, All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So in view of such darkening days, he exhorts his colleague to continue in the things which he had learned from the Holy Scriptures. For only in the word of God can this young minister find a true anchorage for his faith as well as an inspiration for his service. Now, my listening friend, no passage could be more relevant to the hour in which we live. Indeed, to read these first twelve verses is to be reminded of the columns that appear again and again in the newspapers and magazines of our national press. Is there hope for the Christian in such a context as this? The answer is a glorious affirmative. The hope of the believer is in the Holy Scriptures, And that, in turn, leads us to our Holy Saviour. Let us examine together three thoughts that emerge from this passage on the Holy Scriptures. First, the authority of the Holy Scriptures. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Apostle is telling us that the Holy Scriptures are utterly reliable, and that for two very important reasons. The Holy Scriptures are miraculously originated by God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. By inspiration is meant the supernatural activity of God on the human mind, by which the apostles, prophets, and sacred writers were qualified to set forth truth without any mixture of error. Needless to say... Such a definition of inspiration does not apply to the corruptions which have intruded into the translations of the text, but only to the text as originally produced by the breathing of God. Now, how wonderful to know that we have in our hand authoritative documents that bear the very stamp of God's character in communication. We can therefore say in the language of St. Augustine, when the Scriptures speak, God speaks. But in the second place, the Holy Scriptures are miraculously accommodated to man. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. A brilliant Chinese student found a copy of the Bible and read it through from Genesis to Revelation. His comment on completing his perusal of this precious book was very significant. He said, whoever wrote this book made me. This is Paul's whole emphasis in reminding Timothy that from a child he had learned the Holy Scriptures, which had led him to acknowledge that he needed salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. We see, therefore, that there is both an infallible as well as a traditional authority attached to the Holy Scriptures. God has wondrously provided this word of salvation and men and women down through the centuries have proved by experience that this is the only message that meets the human need at every level. Here then are the very foundations of moral life. But I want you to notice in the second place the activity of the Holy Scriptures. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. When rightly used in the power of the Holy Spirit the Holy Scriptures are profitable for four activities which Paul specifies in our text. First, the activity of revelation. All Scripture is profitable for doctrine. Now that word doctrine here means revealed teaching. It follows, therefore, that no one is truly educated unless they've been taught in the Holy Scriptures. As someone has pointed out, it is possible to read every other book in the world and still not be educated. And by the same token, it is possible to have read and mastered the Bible apart from any other literature and be truly educated. Now, for those of us who take a high view of Scripture, the Word of God is sufficient in and of itself for all matters of faith and practice, God has nothing more or less to say to us than what he has revealed to us in the 66 books of the Bible. Its central theme, of course, is the person and work and purposes of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it goes without saying that the only true picture we have of him is contained in the Bible. This book speaks to his preexistence. His birth, his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, his intercession, and his coming again. If we would know how to be related to this unique person of history, then the Bible is the only book in the world that enables us to do so. Now during the ministry of our Lord, you remember how he said to those who stood around him, search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. And after the resurrection, as he walked with those two disciples on the way to Emmaus, he began at Moses and all the prophets and expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Whatever teaching is required to make us understand the person and work of Christ is to be found only in the Holy Scriptures. Secondly, there is the activity of refutation. All scripture is profitable for reproof. Now that word reproof is closely related to the term which our Lord used when he spoke of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. We can pick up Plato or Shakespeare and be intellectually stimulated. But when we read the scriptures, we're searched, interrogated and examined. There is no other book on earth which exposes and refutes evil and error like the Bible. And this is why we need the preaching of the word of God in every age, and especially in our time. Without the light of the word of God, men stumble around in darkness and ignorance. And without the salt of the word of God, society rots and disintegrates. No wonder John Bunyan once said, this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. Then thirdly, there is the activity of restoration. All scripture is profitable for correction. Now if reproof stresses the negative aspect of the Bible, then correction emphasizes the positive side. Not only must the sinner be warned to leave the wrong path, he must be directed to the right path. The word correction literally means to restore to an upright position. And this is what the Holy Scriptures are able to do. The Bible is the only answer to human need. It alone has the restorative power to the problems of our day. Yes, the activity of restoration. But in the fourth place, there is the activity of regulation. All Scripture is profitable for instruction or discipline. In righteousness. Perhaps the most detested word in the English vocabulary by old and young is the term discipline. And yet it is indispensable to healthiness and holiness. Indeed, there is a sense in which there is no aspect of life which does not call for discipline. There has to be the discipline in the realm of our spirits if we would be spiritually healthy. There has to be discipline in the area of our souls if we would be psychically healthy. There has to be discipline in the area of our bodies if we would be physically healthy. And so we could go on. Now the only book in the world which spells out the true terms of discipline for the whole man is the Bible. Indeed it was our Lord who declared, If you continue in my word, ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In other words, he equated discipleship with obedience to divine truth. And this is where the regulated life comes in. So we have seen the fourfold activity of the word of God in human life. Without this activity, there are no moral foundations on which to build character or conduct. Let us see to it then. That we get back to the Bible, accepting it without question, in all its authority, and then submitting ourselves to its activity in our lives. Now all this brings us to our third consideration, the ability of the Holy Scriptures, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works, A careful examination of these verses makes it very evident that the Holy Scriptures are able to lead people into the experience of salvation. Paul says, Timothy, from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Now Timothy had a wonderful heritage. His grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice not to speak of the Apostle Paul, were all influential in leading him into the experience of salvation. But ultimately, it was the Holy Scriptures that made him wise to his need of a Savior through faith in Jesus Christ. A.M. Chirguin, in his little book, The Bible in World Evangelism, has story after story of how the Scriptures changed the lives of men and women. In Brazil, for instance, Senor Antonio Minas bought a New Testament, which he took home to burn. He opened up the pages to make them burn more easily. He opened at the Sermon on the Mount. And as he glanced at it, he noticed something which caught his eye. So he retrieved it from the flames, and he began to read. And he forgot all about time, all about hours, and went deep into the night, just reading and reading and reading. And just as the dawn was breaking, he declared, I believe. Vincente Quiroga of Chile found few pages of a book washed up on the seashore by a tidal wave. He read them. He never rested until he obtained a complete copy of the Bible. Not only did he become a Christian, but he even devoted the rest of his life to the distribution of the scriptures in the forgotten villages of northern Chile. Here then we see the ability of the Holy Scriptures to make people wise unto salvation. But more than that, the Bible has an ability to make people wise unto sanctification, that the man of God may be perfect. The Scriptures do not only bring a person into the experience of salvation, but also into sanctification. Now the word perfect can be translated complete and reminds us of the supreme objective of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ for every believer. It is that we might stand complete in Christ, knowing his life, his fullness, and his power in our lives. Sanctification means setting apart for the purpose of God alone, setting apart for a holy life and for holy service. You remember how Jesus said in his high priestly prayer, Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And I personally believe that that's the prayer our wonderful intercessor prays for us every day that we might be made pure and holy and useful for him. But how does this take place? The answer very simply. is through the word of God applied by the Spirit of God. So the Scriptures have an ability to make me, to make you wise unto salvation, to make us wise unto sanctification, and then in the third place, to make us wise unto service, truly furnished unto all good works. Nobody can read and study the Bible without ending up in Christian service. William Barclay says, no man is saved unless he's on fire to save his fellow man. If a Christian is not concerned about the activities of Christian worship and witness, it's an evident token that he's not dwelling deeply in the truth of God. And so we've seen that in the midst of doubt darkness and distress, there is an anchor for our faith as well as an inspiration for our service. That anchorage is the Holy Scriptures. We can depend upon their authority, their ability, their activity to bring us not only into a saving relationship to Jesus Christ, but also into a life of purity and service. Some years ago, a humble villager in eastern Poland received a Bible from a culpiter who visited his small hamlet he read it, was converted, and passed the book on to others. Through that one Bible, some two hundred more became believers. When the culpriter, Michael Billister, revisited that little town, the group had gathered to worship and listened to his preaching. Billister suggested that instead of giving customary testimonies, they all recite verses of scripture. Thereupon a man arose and asked, Perhaps we've misunderstood you. Did you mean verses or chapters? Did you mean to say that there are people here who can recite chapters of the Bible, asked Billister in astonishment? That was precisely the case. Thirty knew Matthew and Luke. Half of them knew Genesis. One had committed all the Psalms to memory. Together the 200 knew practically the entire Bible. Passed around from family to family, And brought to the gathering on Sunday, the old book had become so worn with youth that its pages were hardly legible. One Bible amongst 200 people. And yet we who have the Bible constantly in our possession cannot pretend to be as familiar with it as was each of those Polanders. What a precious book we hold in our hands. Oh, my dear friend, let us see to it that we learn it that we love it and that we live it day by day. Drop on your knees and resolve that there'll never be a day in your life that you do not open this precious book and with the illumination of the Holy Spirit and a prayer in your heart ask God to speak to you from his word. Then rise up to speak out that word to a generation that needs to hear The Voice of God.
0: Dad, it's great to be starting this new series that deals with the Word of God in our lives. And Dad, there's a great old hymn that says, In times like these, you need an anchor speaking of the Living Word, our Lord Jesus Christ, but that's also true of the Written Word. In fact, in that same hymn, in times like
1: these, you need a Bible. And, of course, the Bible is the foundation of our Christian faith, but it's also the foundation of the very universe.
0: Now, let's go a little further with that. You use this picture, and you've just mentioned this word foundation. Explain further how the Bible functions as a foundation for us.
1: Because it's the only book in the universe that reveals the foundation of the universe, which is God. It's interesting, David, that the Bible never argues for God from Genesis to Revelation. It gives us the evidence of God— And his power and wisdom and might in the universe. But the Bible starts off in the beginning, God. And that's it. And that's to be assumed and the writer of the Hebrews kind of picks that up. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him.
0: As we look around our world, very often you see people whose lives seem to be ungrounded or unsettled, or they have no foundation, and can the Word of God give people that foundation?
1: Absolutely, absolutely so. As a matter of fact, our departure from the Word of God has meant our departure from the great standards of Scripture, and therefore our plunging into the moral morass of violence and cruelty, and wickedness that we see in our world today. We have turned our backs on the Bible, and in doing so, we have turned our backs
0: on God. And also, the Bible is the only book that gives us God's plan of salvation and how to get out of this malaise that we're in. Absolutely, and frankly, that is the great
1: Statement that Paul makes all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof correction, for instruction and in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, perfect, truly equipped to every good work, and Paul calls this is the word of salvation which has come to you through faith in Christ.
0: well, thank you very much for that insight and uh, and that instruction for us. This is David Olford. You have been listening to a message from god's Word on expository preaching which can also be found on our website. Thank you so much for listening.